I'm delighted to welcome our Wednesday regulars, Asian Fund Management Industry Consultant Stuart Aldcroft and Barry Wood, RTHK's International Economics Correspondent. Good morning to you both. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Barry. Good morning, Barry. Yes, good morning to the two of you. Good morning. Great to hear you both. So let's kick off with the mainland, which was hit by a staggering 14.5% drop in exports and 12.5% decline in imports last month. What do you think are the key drivers of that? And do you think this decline could continue further, Stuart? Uh, It's difficult to tell whether it will uh, continue further. It's likely to continue further, yes. Um, I think if we look, first of all, at the exports, which is a key... The key market for China, China's always been very strong on its exports. Um, we, we, we can see that, for example, uh, most of the sort of household goods, clothing, shoes, that sort of thing, toys, have fallen um, in terms of exports year on year, whereas cars and ships have increased marginally year on year. So, but, but it is the majority of Chinese exports that have 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 fallen and that's um likely to be uh, continuing for a little while now why is it going to continue well first of all as as we've already heard from you uh, exports to the united states have dropped very sharply but also exports to europe have dropped very sharply and that's despite the fact that europe is complaining that china is is already uh, in a strong imbalance in terms of uh, import and export um, so what, what is likely to happen is that there will continue to be more pressure on reducing the amount of exports from China to Europe, and, and we know America is pushing very hard for that as well. So I, I, I could envisage this continuing for quite a while yet, and this is not going to be um, welcomed by China, I, I suspect. But they will le- therefore look to other markets and, and clearly uh, have been looking towards the Middle East, other parts of the Asian region, um, and, and Africa and uh, Southern America. But uh, I don't think any of those are going to make up for the very big markets of, of the US and the EU. Barry? Yeah, I agree uh, with that. I, I think that uh, this is not a good start for uh, the rebound in the Chinese economy from the reopening that came in January. Uh, I am reminded, Stuart, that um, China's data has always been suspect, uh, but this is data on the downside, and uh, that's I think it, it does raise eyebrows. I, I do worry in one sense that sometimes you get a convergence of factors and uh, that accumulation of bad news just has an impact on markets. So if you take, say, this, charm, this, this China data, and I see some of the U.S. websites this, this evening say, alarming drop in Chinese exports. And then you add to this that, you know, credit card debt in the States is very high, interest rates are high, uh, that's a problem for those who are heavily in debt. Then you look at, uh, say, the downgrades on the banks, and you say, whoa, this is not a, a convergence of good news, this is a convergence of bad news. We'll see. 
Yeah, a lot of negative views tonight. And, and I can see you raising your eyebrows until they disappear in your hairline, Barry, at the shocking figures there. Anyway, let's move on to the US now, as Barry just mentioned. Um, and I thought things were starting to go quiet on the banks, but just as you start to think things go quiet, they start to rear their ugly head. Moody's downgraded 10 mid-sized banks yesterday, rekindling investor concerns about the sector's stability. Are you worried, Barry? Well, I'm with you. I thought it, uh, the problem had improved and gone away, and, and I still essentially hold to that view. I think the uh, ratings agencies are just being super cautious at the moment. Uh, of course, the stock prices were down today. Uh, those regional banks, I think, are mostly in good shape. And, of course, the big United States banks, the Bank of America's, the Wells, and uh, the J.P. Morgan Chase, I mean, they're doing fine, but they're all hit hard. The fact is that uh, I think uh, usually it's the case that higher interest rates are good news for banks. But um, this, this, this Moody's goes on. It follows what happened with Fitch. So, uh, yeah, that's not a good signal. But I'm not worried in answer to your question. Okay, well, let's talk more I'd about it to, in... I'd like to sort yeah, of on, jump Stuart. in there, if yes, I may, please. because um, there is a report today about the fact that these uh, regional banks in the U.S. are still owing vast amounts of money to the, um, the government federal home loans banks agency. Um, the, the amount has just dropped from over a trillion to a little under a trillion dollars. But the, it's this, um, you know, the, there's, a, there's a lot of money owed by the banks to the government. And I think that is probably the major reason why Moody's have downgraded some of these banks. Um, clearly, the banks have got an opportunity of earning more profits, therefore they'll be in a better position to repay these loans as with interest rates a bit higher. But, and it's a big but, we've just seen in Italy um, this uh, big um, one-off tax uh, going to be imposed on banks because they were not paying higher rates of interest on deposits um, in, since the interest rates went up. And I think this could be a warning sign to banks all over the world, because as we know, all over the world, the banks have been very slow in putting interest rates up for savers. Oh, you just went Quite on to right. my question five there, Stuart, yeah. <laughs> talking about, um, yes, how the, uh, what Italy's doing, could it possibly mm. go to other countries? And you think it could possibly? Well, yes, because in the UK, there've been, uh, uh, you know, the UK has had a lot of pressure being put on by the government on banks, and the banks have started to respond. But we know here in Hong Kong, for example, the banks have not been putting up interest rates on savings, anything like as much as, as the rate of increase in, 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 in interest rates that has occurred. So I, I think it's a, it's a reasonable issue for the governments to start putting this pressure on, and Italy, Italy is showing the way by having this um, one-off um, tax of 40% uh, on, on the profits. Because, of course, the profits are, uh, are, are what are being made if, you're, if the banks are not putting up interest rates on deposits. Correct. Anyway, Barry, let's talk yeah, more let's, about yeah. the banks when we do the view from the US, because I'm kind of concerned about the possible impact on smaller businesses of these mid-side banks if um, they do indeed 
um, go bust. But let, let's move on now to AI. Now, SoftBank announced its focus on investing in AI companies. Should we have the same mindset or have we missed the boat? And maybe now could be a good time to turn our focus instead to non-A companies that could benefit from AI big time. What do you think to that, Barry? Well, I think that uh, Hong Kong is likely to be a kind of test bed. <laughs> I mean, you already are, really, yeah. right? Because uh, look what happened. I mean, uh, FTX was was operating out of Hong Kong. Uh, I listened to a uh, a Bitcoin presentation ten days ago in Washington by experts who said that uh, the Chinese were determined to use Hong Kong as a way to really test the yeah. the cryptocurrency matter. I am of the view, and I think Stuart and I are at one on this, it's very prudent to move with caution, very straight, strong caution, because we don't know where all this is headed. And uh, if you look at uh, the debt figures, I, I know this is a bit of a jump to go from crypto to debt, but I think there's a relationship there. If people are using plastic or just holding out their palm or whatever to rack up all these charges, at the end of the month, you're surprised at how much you've spent. It's so easy to spend. And I, 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 you know, that draws people in then to speculative ventures. So I remain a very strong skeptic. Okay, yeah, and, well, talking about... Uh, you're yeah, quite go right on, Stuart. To put me in that same boat, Barry. Yeah, I know, but we're talking about <laughs> AI and the opportunity yeah. of missing the boat for the AI companies, like the chip makers, etc., because yeah, they've no, gone up so much. But to miss, yeah, to be on. honest, Stephen. Um, you know, the I AI industry is, is a perpetual industry. It's going, it's going places. And yes, there are parts of it that are going stronger than other parts, but the, the way and the nature of the AI industry is that there's always going to be something new. Now, your, your question really is about SoftBank and whether SoftBank is, is coming back in. SoftBank, as uh, listeners may be aware, is a major Japanese um, investor into technology companies worldwide. It has made a lot of money. It's a very big organization. It's made a few losses in the last couple of years. And uh, will it come back? Of course it will come back because that's its modus operandi um, but has it missed the boat and has have we missed the boat not at all there, there will be always something all. new yes. Exactly. yes and I exactly. loved Look, one it's of gonna the happen. It, it's happening in the Silicon Valley yeah but we really don't know where any of these companies are going with the technology and quite frankly I don't think they know so <laughs> they've all got that. plans yeah. you're 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 not going to get it regulated because we don't really know yet what you're, we're going to regulate and so in that sense, I'm, I'm reluctant to, uh, to even really talk about things that I myself don't know a great deal about. Well, maybe yeah. we could ask a chatbot, where is AI going? And see what the <laughs> chatbots reply to that. Maybe I'll do that later and report back to you guys on the show next week. It'll be really yeah, interesting well, to see what it comes back with. replace us too. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that could never happen, Stuart. Although I do know they have AI newsreaders in India. But let's not even think about that. That's oh, just dear. too scary and mm. depressing. Um, yeah, I loved one of the SoftBank quotes, actually, talking about 
you know, moving with caution. It was something like, I haven't got the quote exactly here, but they're going to tread very carefully with a fearful heart. I really, I need to remind myself what that quote was exactly, but I really liked it. But the second part of my question, what about opportunities in companies that aren't necessarily manufacturing or making AI systems, but could benefit from them, like companies that own a lot of call centers, for example. Is that an opportunity we should be looking at? Um, in, in a way, that's already getting to be old industry rather than new industry. Um, call centers have been around for a long time, and India then became the dominant player. The Philippines has, has, has developed a lot of call centers. And, um, uh, and interestingly... Um, the UK, which was um, sort of quite a, a leader in setting up call centres in India, uh, has begun taking back call centres uh, back into the UK itself. Yeah, and, and I think that um, you know, in a way, I, I suppose the call centre is, is is going out of fashion. Yes. Uh, yes, it is also being replaced by AI, and therefore you're having these. Um, electronic voices half the time rather than real voices um, but you know it's quite disarming if you're speaking to someone in India speaking with a Newcastle accent so um, <laughs> yeah well, I think it's difficult for some of us from the south of England to speak with understand somebody with a Newcastle accent <laughs> I don't know about you as well, yeah. but anyway <laughs> did you know that the Pope is even concerned about AI in his New Year speech which strangely gets launched in August I can't quite get my brain around that but it's expressed a lot of fears around AI and um, said it needs to be used for good rather than bad. Well, nothing shocking about that statement in itself. It's kind of common sense, but um, it's interesting we're now even getting stuff on AI from the Vatican. Yeah, and that doesn't surprise me. And I don't suppose the Pope himself um, knows about it, but no. his advisors definitely will. Um, and I think it's a good thing that people are getting worried about AI because we just don't know where it will lead. And the likes of Google, Meta, and Apple—you know—they're all—they're all concerned now about where AI is yeah. leading. And if mm. they're getting concerned, we should be. Well, I'm very concerned. We've just Absolutely. got 15 seconds Absolutely. for a very quick question. Would you get your iris scanned by WorldCoin, Barry? I, by WorldCoin? I don't know what that is. Well, stay listening so on the I, show I no because answer. I'm going to be reporting on it later. <laughs> How about you, Stuart? Have you heard of WorldCoin? I have not. OK, well, stay with me and I can catch up with you later, Barry. Well, thank you very much, Stuart and Barry, our Wednesday regulars. Still